Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, where niches need. I'm your producer, Ben, alongside our director, Matt. And we have a special guest star, Mr. Monty, here today. Hello. Welcome to episode 58, 58, 58 of Fourth Times the Charm. How are you? Pretty good. You know what? 58? Uh, eight is a very lucky number. Is it? it? Is it really? In, in yeah. what regard? <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. That must explain today. This is actually episode <laughs> 59. Sorry. Oh, well, nine is actually a very, very good number too. Because yes. wow. nine represents uh, length, like as in forever. So Ooh. hopefully oh this one will will help continue you guys your podcast this forever. Yeah, yes, this podcast <laughs> solidifies us in history. Where Ben and I are going to be recording this until we die and then they're going to they're going to inscribe the podcast onto the next uh deep space exploration device as a cultural touchstone and reference for alien culture. So alien we've been doing culture. this now for uh cuz the first 3 episodes we recorded together and then like the the next ones we did in unison so we've been doing this unbroken now for 59 so that'd be 57 weeks yeah straight at which, a minimum 57 weeks at a minimum yeah so that's impressive that's an accomplishment i i yeah. take i take what we've done and 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 now we even have special guest correspondents coming on to join us that's right our special news <laughs> correspondent your check is in the mail just don't cash it yeah. Um, wow. Of course. Every time when you guys say that, it sounds like I'm on the the the, the Daily Show with John. Well, Stewart. that's 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 what we want to present. We, we're we're as professional, if not better, than the Daily Show. That's not true. Yeah. So we're hundred percent. We're funnier than Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I'll be either Stephen Colbert or Steve Carell. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I think I think we'll give you Corral. Ah, uh, never Carell mind. I'm not you. that. I'm not that level, anyways. But Ben I'm... Ben gets Ben gets like a, a nice strong James Corden. James Corden. Fuck you. Of <laughs> <laughs> all this call of all of the late night hosts, Ben, like the main like main American late night hosts. If I had to pick one right right off the top of my head, it's James Corden. I think I think Ben just left out of rage. I think it I, sounds like that, but I know hey, I'm back. just staying in here for the pod. <laughs> do you, you want to take pod. over the late, late, late show? I will say Ben is known for his his his, his uh, car karaoke. Oh, he's a good singer. He well, he's he's great when you're in the car. <laughs> so what? Which? tonight or late night show host would you be matt i don't i don't feel like i can self self identify i mean i'd want to give myself um the person that uh um james corden took over for he no longer what was his name Let me... jay leno oh you can be jay leno i'm not jay, jay leno, leno. <laughs> I, yeah any, you're jay leno if, if anything i'm craig ferguson Bullshit! You don't. I'm not as Craig good. Ferguson. I'm not as good as Craig, but I can't think of anyone else. You don't, I don't, have you don't Leno. deserve Craig you Ferguson. Ha, you have more Leno vibes than I do. Well, Monty, you're the you're the true true neutral person in the group. If you had to assign Ben and myself late night show hosts, who who would be who? 
late night show hosts. Can, does it have to be late night show? Can, I can no, think no. of uh, radio. Probably like Ben would be Howard Stern and you'd be Robin. Wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Howard St- in in the in the world of podcasting, I think Howard Stern is probably the greatest compliment you can give. I know, right? I am the Howard Stern of fourth times the charm. Now, 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 now that really implies how we're go- that really informs how we're going to treat Monty during this episode. <laughs> I <laughs> hope good. If this is a Howard Stern episode, something's going to go get real. Well, Monty, hey. before we get to our wet T-shirt contest uh, <laughs> and our and our queef off, yeah, wow. uh, uh, tell us uh, what's something interesting you did this week. Mm, you know what? I'm haven't been doing much because uh, of work, obviously. Um, but you know, outside of that, been working out, trying to get my health back. I think this year is something that that's something i want to set as a goal with um oh yeah yeah i've been really out of it since the pandemic it has been a bummer so a lot of a lot of us yeah. like ben ben and i and a couple of our other friends really treated the pandemic as like an excuse to start all working out yeah like be prior to it none of us did anything besides play video games for muscle but and you know what's interesting is like ever since working from home you really you, you actually put into perspective of like how much like walking does for yeah. your body. Eh? And it's just mm-hmm. like, you don't walk to work. You just like, for me, I just go wake up, go into my office and start working. And it's just like three steps away from my bed. Then right. yeah, it's just, yeah, you, you, you miss like, those. Like a, you take, yeah. It's like you take it, it for granted. Yeah, yeah. When you don't, you, you lose that separation of like home and work, and so uh, like, yeah. it, like you know, when I wake up in the morning, you know, I'll think about what I have to do for work that day. But I'm like, I'm at home. You know, I'm not, I'm not at work. So like, I can like mentally at least separate myself from work. Like basically until I get in the car. Once I'm in the car and on the way to work, like my mind shifts. But it's that it's that prior moment. I can't. When I had to work from home, it was. It took a lot out of me. Thankfully, at the start of the pandemic, I was a student still. So I was, you know, doing research and study, which I happily will do from home. But I can't imagine with the kind of work both you and Ben do that well, working from home would be any kind of you know true what? joy. When you say research and stuff, I think for as a hobby, I've started to listen to more, you know, podcasts or watch YouTubes on you know the supernatural, really? as you guys both know, that What's I'm very big. What's your favorite on that, podcast? So. Uh, uh, this one. Fourth? Yeah! <laughs> Got it! <in> one. <laughs> I think I'm being paid to say that. No, I <laughs> just even, kidding. Just kidding. Don't, yeah, don't so. cash your, yeah, your second check's in the mail. Yeah. But no, there's a, a. You know what? I honestly started to tap into my own roots, and you know, kind of because. My family background, we're, we're, we're Chinese, we're, we're from Taiwan. So I've actually tried to go back to listening to some of the more like occult, uh, like ghosts, uh, you know, stories like that. And I think that's how we all, like, that's how I got to know Matt because I heard um, through Taryn, your wife, uh, that, you know, like, we had something like that in common 
And that's how I met Benton, right? So, yeah. So yeah, Taryn told me she was like, "I have a new, I have a new, uh, new coworker," and I was like, "Oh, cool. Is he nice?" And you know, whatever. And you know, pleasantries out of the way. And she goes, "Oh no, no. I think, I think he's gonna be another one of your friends." And I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> and like, from everywhere, every place Taryn has worked, there's been someone who she's worked with who she gets along with wonderfully, but then has like a weird, it, like fits into one of my niche interest spheres and you you just steal them away from her <laughs> just kidding I, 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 I create social reinforcement yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and it, it was great because i think i remember i and we talked about the movie a bit on air right after we watched it one of the our first big introductions was you showing us the absolutely wonderful film mr vampire mr vampire was pretty good yeah and, the- and that dealt deeply with traditional um i believe it was chinese or japanese um mythology and occultism toward vampires right yeah it's you know what it's it's one of my favorite films uh during my childhood i think i'm going to be showing my age a little bit here but um it's something that it's it's one of those films that i always introduce to my friends who are really new into Asian horror and you know you start with something that well I started with some I want to show you guys something from my childhood that I still watch I think I've seen that movie like over 50 times now and wow it's it never gets tiring like yeah it's really really good film and I thought you guys would enjoy it and it so. showcases it showcases <clears throat> a unique a unique lens of mythology too because the the vampires move differently what allows them to operate and like from like a spiritual and like mythological sense is completely different from the traditional european view of it so it it, it makes the movie at times with like silly and enjoyable but also like incredibly fascinating because there's so much difference than what we're used to seeing in a normal film yeah in normal western mythology that is it, it's been like i told you guys before it did spark a huge huge following during i think from the early or late 80s to the, uh to late 90s it's it, it really sparked a lot but it's it's really unfortunate how that genre just burned out very quickly um, yeah. how many yeah. how many genres are there that have truly like burned out burned out in cinema because generally there's always something where like well some some indie guy will be making a version of it with a camcorder always but 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 i'm saying that like you know zombie movies burned out but like you still get zombie movies every now and then i think what are the the movies what what are the genres like mr vampire where it's like we just don't make this anymore oh it's really hard to think but it's you know what? You're right. Like zombie films, they have, you know, started way, way back. Um, I forgot what was the, uh, one of the very early, uh, it's a black and white film about zombies. Uh, no, no, no. Before that, like it was made in like, no, 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 no. Way before that. There was a, there was a, 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 a YouTube that I, I saw and they were talking about how, zombie film started and it was it started i remember the premise of the film was it was some voodoo witch doctor it was i think oh yeah uh legacy of the dead 
I think or no, so. Or no, white zombie. Oh, yeah, I, yes, I yes, yes. That's zombie. right. You are right. Yes. And that has gone and come back. Um, yeah. The classic monster movies, obviously, like uh, Dracula. Yeah, we don't, we don't you know. get like your creature from the Black Lagoon. We don't, we don't get the... I, I think, it's like I the think last, they did. Didn't they do something like well, with the creature? Well, they did a Frankenstein remake. They um, did Frankenstein. They did Dracula. They did Mummy. Well, it's because but, I think that's because uh, Warner Brothers was trying to make their own dark cinematic universe. Yes. Where yeah. all of the universal monsters would exist in a shared reality. Yes. Um, and they pulled it off terribly. Yeah. Everyone's trying to take that MCU formula and try to yeah. make it their own. But it doesn't it doesn't work yeah but that's, that's oh the a good dark example. universe yeah the, the dark, dark universe, universe. yes did, yeah. okay did either of you guys actually watch the mummy movie no i never because I, I, I was like, I, I'm a bitch about this, I, did. I should at least watch it i i did i watched so what was supposed to have launched the dark universe was dracula was it dracula reborn or yeah dracula yeah. reborn and then it was With, victor frankenstein Yes, and then there was yeah, that. But um, I watched The Mummy. I have to say for entertainment, I, I probably am going to get a lot of hate on this, but <laughs> um, entertainment value, I, f I saw the entertainment out of it. Mm -hmm. I did not really? really see Where was it? how the story goes. Like it, it just kind of fell apart a lot like they had so much potentials like they introduced uh dr jekyll mr hyde played oh, cool. by mr uh mr russell crowe oh, and he right. did it really he well he did he did too good of a job for the yeah. for like such a horrific script exactly yeah like i want to i will agree with everyone it was not like, like he was the greatest was film him <laughs> and them uh him the book of the dead and like the london scene where the face thing from the 2000 movies shows up oh yeah. those were the three <laughs> things i liked about that film yeah, for, you know what else, i forgot about that you you now that you mentioned it yeah. you, you know what i think oh, the man. big issue with the dark universe was is i i don't think dark universe should be quippy right no. No, but, no. but the, if you the, but if you look at like the Brendan Fraser mummy movies, right? Mm -hmm. They're not really quippy, but they're fun. You know, yeah, they this are. Wasn't, wasn't, this was because the fun. those are adventure movies. They're, yeah, yeah. Trying to yeah. be like character pieces where those, but it's like you can't have a character piece for Frankenstein. Like, I, I mean, no. I guess you can, but like it's it has boring to be now. Horror. Yeah, well, you have it's to do the, something unique it, with it's it. Such and there's nothing a, left. It's. It's like a foundational film, you know. Oh, it's a foundational it would, it would be, story. It's to like horror. having, it's like having a math lesson about addition. It's like, yeah, you can teach it. You can have a lot of cool graphics that go with it. But mm -hmm. if you're treating this math class about addition seriously, it's like, well, well, it, you can do it, but it has to be done at the highest level at that point to maintain its interest level, like. A, sure. a high level doctoral student or like, you know, professor of mathematics could give an incredibly interesting lesson on, on addition, but that's, you know, that's one in a thousand, right. 90% of the time you're going to get a dark universe or you'll get like a Victor Frankenstein or I can't even remember the last where like the later underworld films. 
That oh that, yeah. That, Speaking of which, they did didn't they do a, a, a an updated version of the were, the Wolfman or Werewolf uh, with um, Benicio del Toro? Uh, is it, yeah, it is Benicio del Toro. Yeah, it was actually I was impressed with the makeup because it did match. It's like an evolved version of the original classic uh, Werewolf the uh, Wolfman one, movie. The one canceled horror movie of the last ten years that I really wish they made was Guillermo del Toro is a huge Disney theme park fan. Yes. Yeah. And he was he was uh set to direct the new Haunted Mansion movie. Oh, yeah, I remember when this, yeah. He he oh. originally was, but he wanted to make it like cuz his favorite ride's the Haunted Mansion. If you go into his house, he's got like a bunch of shit from it. Yeah. Um but the issue is that he was like, if we want to make this good, like this should lean into being a horror movie, like not being like body horror, but like it should have some actual scares in it. Yeah, it should be, you know, like scary. a like a like like scarier than a Goosebumps, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Disney wasn't up for that. So like mm-hmm. he's talked about what he would put in the movie and it's everything I would have ever wanted. But. Alas, he, it didn't happen. You know At least what? we got Hellboy. If he made that, I can imagine it'll be freaking as awesome as um, it's gonna be Pan's, a, Pan's Labyrinth. You know, that, that been, type of theme. Yeah. That would be so awesome. Do, do yeah. you realize the first time I watched Pan's Labyrinth, I thought I was watching Labyrinth? Oh man! Oh no! <laughs> it was like it was like David Bowie really, coming out <laughs> somewhere. It was, it was like I honestly, it was a very intriguing way to watch the movie. Is to like go in yeah, not just you, with no you, expectations, but with like opposite expectations. Yeah, Quite you a the, ride. You had the expectations for like a David Bowie trippy love fest, and then you got yeah. a deeply impactful film about war. And family choices and pain and death. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's sort of a it's sort of a nice way to go into a movie, honestly. Yeah, there's it, there's there's been times where my expectations have been set incorrectly, but in the best way. It's like it's like when I took I took Nick and Taryn to go see Climax, which is a tremendously intense and overwhelming and anxiety inducing Gaspar uh, Gaspar Noé movie. And I told them it was just like a really beautiful improvisational dance film. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like at 930 at night in a small theater. So you really, it was like, it wasn't at home on a small screen. It was a big screen. Did Terrence stay all the way through for that? Oh, they both did. They were (laughs) like emotionally disturbed. I think think both of them were like mentally unwell after watching that movie because it was just... It's just so intense. The scene with the kid locked in the room. And he keeps screaming for like the rest of the movie in the background until but, he dies. But, that's, but yeah, but it, it's not the screaming that's bad. It's when the screaming stops. That's yeah. what's bad. No, I, it's, I, it's, it's, it's such perfect filmmaking where you're tortured with the sound of a child screaming and you just want it to stop. But then it's like, okay, you know, it's like a real monkey's paw. Yeah. Or the, I, I think there's nothing more disturbing in that movie than when the uh, when the girl rushes out and they all try to like start getting her to cut herself and like try to make her kill the baby in her. Like, oh, that, so that, brutal! That is one of the most brutal Oof. moments oh, in man. cinema. That sounds like, very, very intense movie. But I, 
I have heard of the film at uh, when it came out at the Toronto International Film Festival. Oh, it was yeah. it was hugely regarded in Toronto and at Sundance and at Cannes. Like it, it hit all three of the festival, the main three festival circuit have, films, and it Monty, blew up. Have, have you seen Titan? Titan. What's the plot? What's the, that story about? It's the it's the one where the uh, girl is uh, she's is, impregnated by a car. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> okay no i haven't seen oh, that it's, okay it, 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 it won the palm d'or this year or last year i guess um and it was directed i, I still think raw's better yeah no raw raw is is her better film i always forget how to say her name um, raw raw is the one about the it's vegan the coming of turned age cannibal movie yes that's right yeah, yeah. by julia yeah. julian uh decana Who's did and and that that was one of the I think one of the best, if the best movie of 2016, if not one of the best movies of the 2010s, like I was gonna say one of the best movies of the 2000s, but yeah, one of them, yeah, it, it's incredible. And her and her, her follow up was Titane, um, which takes all of the reserve that was given to Raw and just strips it all away. Ooh, um, okay, I gotta it, look into this one. Then. Yeah, it's incredible. It's also intense because she does fuck a car. But so it's a body horror film, or no? Yeah, yes. In a, yeah. in a in a very real way, there's an aspect of the film is about the transformation of like of yourself in pregnancy. Like some people, I I've heard references to like the fly too. Um, where oh, cool. And, and right. it, 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 there there are like grotesque aspect to it, like in the fly, but it's it's much more deeply about transfiguration and like the transformation of the character and what happens with her dealing with the trauma that made her who she is. Um, I know, I know Ben, Ben also saw different things in the movie, which I think is part of why it's so good, but also a little bit less approachable than raw might be. Oh, you know what? I thought, when you guys talk about that movie, the Titan, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of a Japanese horror called Tetsuo, the Tetsuo. Iron Man. Have you guys? Oh heard yes, of that one? yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure the the director Julian actually references that movie in an interview about Titan. Oh okay, okay, okay. I see where I think I'm going to check that movie out if it's if cyberpunk it's body like horror. All right, well you watch that and I'll watch <laughs> Tetsuo. Yeah. And, and you, we'll have you not seen back. Tetsuo, Ben? I haven't. Oh, okay, I I got I I was lucky enough to see it at a film festival here in Chicago, and seeing it on the big screen was like unnervingly. It was an it's an incredibly interesting film. Like it's one we're definitely gonna have to like watch and then talk about on air. Because uh, yeah, so- it's it's very art. Uh, a very what's the what's the term art house, house? type yeah, film. Yeah, art house yeah. would be the right term. Yeah, it's very well made actually. So, uh, uh, Monty, you were talking about zombies earlier. Oh, we're going back. Um, do, do, actually, do, you know do what? You know, if if we're rewinding a little bit, I do want to add to a point where we were talking about the Brendan Fraser. You know that that mummy yeah. era yeah. like yeah. what matt was saying like you know what it there was a there is a formula that really captures people and that's why that franchise aside from the third one was six, very successful i had that indiana I don't even jones remember the third one oh the third one uh they they decided to take it to it's the one where jet lee 
was the oh, mummy yes. and the emperor of China and the uh, terracotta. I didn't bother. I I just said, all right, that that's gone far enough. Mind you, I am a big it fan is- of all those stars in the movie, but that one was. A tough yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Mummy yeah. Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. I remember, yeah. rent, I remember <laughs> renting this from Blockbuster. And I think I feel I, like I remember the act of getting the movie. Yes. But I don't remember watching the movie. It, well, it didn't mm. come out until 2008. In, in like the first movie was 99. Right. Yeah. And the that, Mummy 2, and the Mummy 2 mm. led to the greatest spinoff in cinematic history, The Scorpion King. Never watched that. Never. You never uh, wait, what? I, I watched it, unfortunately. But oh, I told you. It's Dwayne say. The Rock Johnson, baby. <laughs> there was a, there's a, there's a show I watch, OSW Review, and they were going through uh, The Rock's, like, movie, movie that career? Like, killed his career for, like, 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Movie, that early and, period. Yeah, and, that was pretty he bad. he looks so strange. Because yeah, he has like rock. his, no, no, no. Because he has his <laughs> act, he has like his real life body shape, like without the gas, and it looks gas so strange. Steroids. It has his natural <laughs> hair, yeah, and his steroidless body. And like you guys, like think of the Rock, and you're like, oh well, his normal size is like how he was in WWF back in the no. He it's like is. Half that he's size. got his muscles. Got muscles now. It's it's. He's well, got yeah. huge. Right I now. love how no one is like, hey, you know, how is it? He's three times the size at sixty than he was. Is That's that, wait, true. How how old? Yeah, how old is the Rock right now? He, I think he just turned fifty. Sweet Jesus. Yeah, he's, he's still pretty Vince young. Mc, he's on those Vince McMahon steroids when he was like on the cover of Men's Health. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. It is. I remember buying that magazine, being like, "I think this guy's crazy." <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, no, I think yeah, the Rock did go through that bump for a bit, wasn't there? And then Southland one mo- Tales, one movie, Southland I... Tales from two thousand six. Oh, wow! Yeah. Isn't that the one oh. with? Isn't Southland Tales with Sylvester Stallone? Or am I thinking of a different movie? Here, the here. This is a picture of the rock with, <laughs> without the the steroids. Look at that photo. Oh of him. my lord! It looks yeah. weird. He right? looks like a different human. And even then, he's still like toned. Yeah, he's fit, but he's not like scary. Got a big ass head. I mean, his head. <laughs> his head really did shrink as his traps are now larger than his head used to be. Yeah, he uh, actually looks good there. Actually. Yeah, he looks healthy. Yeah. Versus how he how he looks in like the new Black Adam trailer. Which where he just looks swollen. Yeah, well, he was going to be terrible by the way. That, I'm, I'm looking at his I'm looking at his filmography. I think his downfall was Tooth Fairy. Oh man, the Tooth Fairy. So movie. like so yeah. by all accounts it seems like Tooth Fairy sort of restarted him. Yeah, he got a second Because it was like, round. wow, I can't believe the rocks in the Tooth Fairy, but he actually did a really good job in it. Yeah, really? Like, oh, oh yeah. I didn't. I saw that. I was like, oh my God, what's he going you, you want? You want to know what the happening? real fucked up thing is? So, The Rock, his contract with WWE yeah. at the time, it expired in 2004, right? Mm-hmm. So, this is like really when he's trying to make in Hollywood, he's having a hard time with it. 
And so he's talking to WWE and he's like, hey guys, are we going to resign? Hey guys, are we going to resign? WWE's pissed off that he wants to make in Hollywood. They drop his contract with no contact whatsoever. Just ice cold at the bottom of his career. In 2005? In 2004. Okay. So it's like, when does Fast and Furious come out? Like 08? That well, he's the, in it, or the, 2010, well, he's something in, like he's that. He's in the 2011. I was gonna say the. I think the real blossoming of like superstar, superstar, The Rock is in 2011 with Fast Five, which is his, yeah. which is his like follow up to having done. But the he two was fairy. already successful before then. He was it successful, was, I, but that made him like a superstar. Like sure, a super, yeah, superstar. But it, you I, know I what? It was I like have by to say, eight, f- like just four years later, where they're like, "Well, we fucked up." Yeah. You know what? I have I have to say, I thought, my opinion, I thought that Faster was his comeback. I never saw it. I that don't know what that is. Is, is That movie is, so I think the, let me see. The well, premise, he's like, well, he's almost on steroids in the photo. Like yeah. This, so this, Well, this is interesting because this, because Faster, the movie, because like by the time, he, a year later, than this movie he's in fast five and he is four times the size in a single yeah. year <laughs> it was um I, I i feel like pain and gain is where he really like it evolved out yeah it evolved him yeah but it, it faster made, you made, guys really have to give that film a shot like th- i think that was when he realized what he had to do as an actor to to excel and it's just it's such a awesome film it's like he's like this ex-con that's like on a revenge path war path and it's kind of like kind of has the 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 james wick kind of story where this guy then hires um this hitman uh to go after him and this hitman is like a perfectionist and he is just like he just got to go out and kill this kill this guy which is the rock the hero and yeah it's I have to say, after I saw this movie in the theater, I'm like, yes, he's he's back. He finally figured it out. It like solidified then, you him as a character actor. I, yes, I, I, yeah. I, 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 rem- I remember the the first times where I was like, okay, he's actually doing something that's like good now. Mm-hmm. It was he was in GI Joe, and yeah. he was in Race to Witch Mountain. Race to Witch Mountain. And he was in like Fast so- and Furious in 2009. That was all in 2009. Yeah. Racer. So 2009 was his breakout year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so okay. what, what movie was, what Fast and the Furious movie was 2009? Fast and Furious. J- without the the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when he he came out with, uh, uh, I think. I'm not seeing that on his IMDb. G- Gina Carano, I think. Is he not in it? Well, he's 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 in the other two. I well, remember he's in, by race. Well, fa- Fast and Furious is when the Fast and the Furious franchise got good again. Fast Five was when it blew up, and that's right. the one he's in. That's where he starts in 2011. Okay. But I do agree with you. Which to race mountain? I still love that. When we went to the Devil's Tower in Wyoming, like my cultural context to that movie was race to Rich Mountain. Which mountain? And that he is normal sized in that one too. He looks wasn't like that the same place so- they shot. Um- the Close ending encounters. scene for Close Encounters, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it's the devil's. Yeah. It's one of like the most like famously like it's a it's a it's a site that's been used in tons of sci-fi movies. And okay, like, so 
so can we pinpoint here the movie like where he gets swole Ooh. Oh, uh, that so would like, have to be 2009. Raised to Witch Mountain. He's he's not jacked. Tooth Fairy. Hercu- was Hercules. Tooth Fairy's maybe? pretty close. No, Hercules was 2014. Hercules is a bad, terrible movie. Central. I mean, Tooth, Fairy, he's, Tooth no. Fairy. He's pretty big. He's Here, small. Let me, let he's me, small let me and doom. Gets smart. No. Yeah, I think it no. was. He's he's like on his way up. In the Tooth Fairy. Skyscraper. Skyscraper. Skyscraper, guys. He got... He's got huge in that. What year was that? That was... 2018. Oh, yeah. He's... That's... Yeah. San Andreas Skyscraper. He's at the... I don't think he was ever bigger than he was in Pain and Gain. Yeah, no. Pain and Gain, he was massive. Wasn't... Oh, no. Actually, uh, Shop... uh, uh, Shops and... What is it? Hobbs and Shops. Hobbs and Shops. Hobbs and Shaw, he is. He was big. Huge. He got big also in uh, Baywatch. Yeah, Baywatch. Well, yeah, Baywatch. Yeah. I will say, I think the, the thing, one of the things that I think solidified him into Hollywood as like an actual actor, actor, not just a spectacle, is Ballers, the 2015 show. Oh, yeah. If you've never watched it, he does an actual like. He's genuinely a fantastic actor, and he l- runs that entire show. It's yeah. like it's all him all the time. So there's no gaps or him just being like a big dude who punches through walls because he's just okay. a good actor in that movie. <laughs> okay, guys. So so I looked it up here. So in 2010, Tooth Fairy. Okay, he's okay. like he's like getting there, but he's not there yet. The other guys, it's the same. By faster. He has like the massive traps. Yeah, that's, and that's then, when the roids came in. And then he did WrestleMania yeah. um twenty seven. And then and then by fast five, he's like full on Roydy Magoo. So <laughs> I will say that So I'll go with faster as when he officially like Yeah, he got big. So yeah. When yeah. he got too big, when he got swollen. Yeah, can we just take a moment to also all reflect on how horrible that Hercules movie was? I'm just I I I watched <laughs> so, this in theaters, and I'm now reminded of how awful everything in that movie looked, especially the lion that he. Yeah, I'm looking at a fo- even in the photo, the lion looks shitty. Well, well, you realize, Matt, that they had a lot of issues filming that, right, because of the rock. I have to oh, imagine. Really? That, no, that movie is why The Rock doesn't wrestle anymore. What it's happened? Because, I want to hear this. Because yeah. he had a wrestling match in 2013 at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And while he was doing it, he's so fucking steroided that he goes to do his signature rock bottom move and he tears his abductor muscle <laughs> off the bone. <laughs> because oh, it's Jesus. so swollen that he literally, it's like, it, it's not flexible enough for him to do a move. Oh, The match no. itself sucked, by the way. Just yeah, in case oh, anyone's yeah. wondering. Which, um, which match was that? It's him versus Cena, the second one. Oh, God, yeah. The, so the he once in a lifetime, muscle, the second time. They, he's supposed to go immediately from that to filming Hercules. Uh-oh. But he can't because he tore his ab off. So they had to delay filming by like two months. Oh, and so that's that. so now his insurance won't cover him for wrestling because he's like oh. a known quantity. Damn. Well, yeah, and, and that's yeah. and that's and that's why it's been so hard to get um, Cena back into movies, and I mean into 
acting is because he has so much commitment to um doing hollywood and there's so much money tied up in cena now yeah i mean he did a match like a year ago yeah it's a year ago and he's not gonna be at SummerSlam or a bunch of these other they wanted him back but he's doing uh peacemaker season two dude when john cena came out at the end of that money in the bank last year Mm -hmm. it was the coolest fucking thing it's probably the first time i ever it's the first time i unironically cheered for john cena since like (laughs) 2005 (laughs) i think john cena is like a pretty good comedic actor He's yeah, pretty he hilarious. Is. He's yeah. a he's not a great wrestler though. <laughs> I tell you, oh, what. he's the best wrestler. <laughs> I mean, like, I like he became a good wrestler, but yeah. he was he was like you know Poochie from The Simpsons. No. Poochie, nope, no, okay. I never watched The Simpsons in, a lot. In The Simpsons, there's a there's there was an episode where the main character becomes a character on an animated show. His okay. name is Poochie. And so Poochie takes over the entire show, becomes the main character, and gets shoved down everyone's throats. And it, and you know, it's like in their writers' mo- uh, meetings, they go, "Whenever Poochie's not on the screen, people need to ask, where's Poochie?" You know, until <laughs> I they think I know. The show. I know that episode. That's the one where Homer voices Poochie. Yes. Right. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, John Cena was Poochie, except he didn't leave for 15 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was, and, and he apparently, and like everything I've heard is that he like harshly manipulated himself into that solidified position. He didn't harshly manipulate himself. He subtly manipulated himself. Okay. He was subtle. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it was, John, John Cena was a manipulator, but no more than anyone else in his position has ever been. We'll hear what the saying, same shit about Roman Reigns in the future. Yeah, but he succeeded at it like very well. Why? Well, I, I mean, that was also because he was probably on the on the buck with the the known sexual assaulter Vince McMahon. Oh, jeez. Hey, Bad. John Cena. <laughs> hey, I I've seen John Cena in hotels picking up women. All right. <laughs> oh, so he's part of it is what you're saying. So like, no, what I'm saying is John Cena doesn't need to. All right. Oh, John, he doesn't. John, he doesn't need to roll with Vince. He's got his own game. He's got his own game. And I will say, like, John Cena's not a picky man. <laughs> ben, what's that? Yeah, no, I, you know ben. what? I heard about that, actually. I, I did. He he isn't a picky man. He even so, said okay. it on one of the talk shows. Okay, so like, Howard, so, like, the Howard Stern interview, he was like, oh, yes, I did once as a challenge. I spent an evening with a larger woman. And it was Yes, yes, pleasant. I think that's like, where that, I heard it that's from. That's what yeah. he said. What I'm saying <laughs> is that john cena would go after anything that moved um <laughs> you know ben i don't i don't know if you've told the story on on air but didn't you have quite the uh interesting encounter in a uh, elevator yeah it was really weird so like i booed john cena since i was like a kid right from like, like little kid like like li- yeah like ever ever since ben. he drove christian out of the company be- <laughs> I tell you, Monty, I, I know you don't watch wrestling, but uh, let me just tell you, if you want someone to be absolutely hated as a wrestler in the year 2005, have them defeat Christian Cage, Kurt Angle, and Triple H in quick succession. Especially if you're like a young, him, impressionable super fan like Ben. It also, like the wrestler has to be not good at his job and they need to take away anything about him that's interesting. 
But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, so back when wrestling was affordable to go to, we would go constantly, and I'd be like the one fan in the front row booing John Cena. Um, Wait, how much is it to go to a show these days? Now it's a lot. Yeah, I mean a the, lot, a lot, a lot. Well, for WWE, you can get just 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 Monty. Just guess for me. If you want to buy a package mm-hmm. to sit front row at WrestleMania, how much is it going to cost? I'm guessing like close to a concert ticket, like probably like three hundred bucks. Or okay. Something. Okay. The package costs yeah. twenty five thousand dollars. Wait, twenty five three zeros. Two oh. five zero 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 dollars. Oh my! Just to sit in the front, like very yeah. close to the ring, and that's Table. it. All you do is get yeah. the chair in the front row seat, right? If, if you, you want to sit, if you want to sit third row tickets for SummerSlam, it costs two thousand dollars per person. Jeez, so like NFL prices. So it's like approaching oh my boxing God. prices. Yeah, you know. Okay, so I've ever been to. I've only ever been to a live wrestling match, and when they came to Toronto, uh, WWF at the time, um, they. I think I paid, but mind you, I, I was sitting in the. Definitely nosebleeders. Like wrestlers were the size of of, of you know Ants. like a chess chess piece or something like that. Right. But uh, I got to. I was, I was happy to see uh, Scott Hall um, oh, okay. in person. Oh, I yeah. bet um, if you describe it. Oh, so you must show, have. So yeah. if you saw Scott Hall in at a live event in yeah. WWF. As Razor Scott Ramon. Ben, ben no, as Razor. Oh, oh, Razor. Oh, yeah, yeah, as Razor. And um, do you remember? Yeah, who no, he my wrestled. Uh, I think I he I he was still going yeah, through. I think you can. I think he was fighting. Um, I think it was right after he and the one, two, three kids split, and then he so, kind. Of, it was okay. like near the near the end, where you know when a wrestler's contract is coming up, they're always going to be losing. So like so, ninety five yeah. or ninety six, then. Probably ninety six. Uh, probably after, yeah. I think close to the, around that time. So, but I, so, but when I went to watch that, the ticket price was like twenty bucks Canadian, which is probably two cents uh, US okay. to you guys. So, but but yeah, no, I'm just shocked. I'm like, holy crap, twenty five thousand just to sit see. in the front. Yeah. <sighs> oh my WWE gosh. live events Canada nineteen ninety six. Well, it's it's those live events have become is like the money making because it it you know if you go to the back end of it all, it's all carnival. It's it's the it's the grand spectacle of the age. So your objective always is to eventually charge as much as money as possible for front yeah. row. Yeah, and 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 I I guess I don't know. Maybe Ben would know this, but is it? I guess the price goes up if it's like a special event like WrestleMania, yeah. yes, right? Definitely. Yes, it does. So okay. when you okay. say twenty five thousand, is that like a special event or is it just a regular house show? That's the spe- that's the biggest event. That's the Super Bowl. You know, that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The final the final countdown. So that that's the highest the ticket prices will ever be. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Just- so you said that Razor Ramon lost. Right. I think he lost. You know what? It's very cloudy <laughs> memory of for me because of my age. But I think so be, yeah. because I because I have found in January 1996 they went on tour in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, Cornwall, Ontario, on January 9th, 1996. 
drew a crowd mm. of 1,900. Uh, Diesel and WWF Intercontinental Champion Razor Ramon defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Jeff Jarrett. No, it wasn't that one. D- Diesel have... Diesel wasn't out. I this one and plus this one was actually at, in uh, Toronto at the Exhibition Ground in, in Toronto. Ooh, I remember, it, but okay. but but that that um that that's that arena was an outdoor re- arena um it no longer exists anymore um oh. they kind of tore it down and stuff but it's a very it's it's a while back i i just remember the main event was like the stars that i i was looking for was razor ramon i was looking at you know heartbreak kid Shawn michaels hbk and oh. i think there was it was during that era and uh, That's I hope you got to see Quang. Yeah, all the Quang. Yeah, Quang. Quang. Aldo Montoya, the Man of War. Fantasio, oh yes. Man Mountain Rock, Duke the Dumpster, Drosy. Yeah. Just an all-star lineup. The Goon. The Goon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if, so if so, you know, back in the day, they used to have the uh, employ the the employment wrestlers. You know, where yes. they had a secondary job. Like there yeah. was Santa Claus, the evil Santa Claus. Uh, if Bastion you, Booger. Bastion Booger, you <laughs> ate shit and was fat. Uh, yeah. If you could have your own unique uh, job slash wrestler, what would it be? Job slash wrestler. Yeah, I don't like, know. Well, you know, I, like the, like Bill Ding, the professional I, I, wrestler I, and construction worker. I, I I like, and I'll I'll I would be the auditor, and I I'd, I'd go in and like and like check the rec. I'd like bring up matches people had lost. Like like look in the in this match, your shoulder was down when the three count hit. You actually failed. I'd go after. I'd like have like some like heel gimmick where I try to go after management and slowly take control of the company by so digging up all of their dirt that's so good you know what ben ben is really opening up some memories of my childhood when we used to goof around and be wrestlers and one of my friends character was the hand licker oh he would walk in to the ring like madly licking his hand and then his finishing move was like i guess it would be like uh a slap like a super slap Kind of yeah, like lick his yeah. palm could, and then he lick you, his palm and then he slapped him. Imagine the hand licker during COVID. He would have been. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, my god. that gig I wouldn't last. The hand licker two thousands WCW as well. So, <laughs> so man, I, I was I was gonna say early, late eighties WCW did a gimmick very similar to what you were talking about. Oh shit! It was when you know com- personal computers were really a thing, yeah. and they were like us the. God, I, f- I forget what they were. The York Foundation. That's it. York. The York Foundation. <laughs> they had a computer that could predict the results of wrestling matches. Oh, my. And so they would organize their game plan around what the computer told them to do. You know that what? Incredible. That's a great gimmick. I that used well, they to... lost all the time. So I don't wasn't. know if, if they still have. Do they still have Pro Wrestling Magazine around? I don't think they have it. They have Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Illustrated, right? Yeah. They probably changed the name. But, like, you know what's funny that you brought that up, Ben, is that we used to read that, and and then we would um, place bets with our friends to see we (laughs) would win. And what's funny is 
you know, pro wrestling uh, magazine at the time, they would really tell you how the business is going and where the stories go it's kind of like reading the news for stock prices right, right and you right. get an idea of like these guys are getting insider information uh you know at this main event you know for example uh hulk hogan versus macho man macho man has a a, a chance of winning because of this 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 and you know they're trying to boost him into getting the championship belt and you know that kind of stuff i'm just saying as an example and then we would go back to school and we'll say hey we'll bet five dollars that you know macho man's gonna win this one and the odds are against macho man because you know hulkamania hulkster he's huge at that time and he's never lost a match like a real championship match or something like that and then yeah like you find out and then we will win like uh 20 bucks from our friends because we were reading the magazine for like inside it kind of reminds me of the back to the back to the future too you know he gets the magazine that tells you the the results the really crazy thing now though to me is like that you know we ben and i would do that and i did that with my friends when i was a kid but now you can I didn't go... have friends to do this with i yeah, did well, not do that we we didn't we did in college once you had friends um <laughs> what I was going to say is that what, I to have me, friends that have sounds so friends, you asshole. Oh, yeah, once once you had real friends in high in college, oh, uh, your friends your friends weren't real until you met us. Um, but like now now but now you can like sports bet like actual betting exists. There is advertisements for betting on WWE matches and events. And AEW. Yeah, and AEW, which to me is one of the most insane things that's ever... Especially out of something that people spent so long being like, well, how can you enjoy it? It's fake. And it's like, yeah, it's fake. But you you shouldn't be betting. (laughs) Like, it's I I saw when the most recent Thor movie came out. Mm -hmm. I was going to go see it on Friday or whatever, and I was online reading about it. And when I Googled it in, when I typed into Google... um, not Barstool Sports, but what's the what's the big um, app for betting now, Ben? Uh, FanDuel, DraftKings. Yeah, DraftKings. There was a DraftKings ad on like a Marvel a video about Marvel Comics, all about how you could bet on what would happen in the movie. And I'm just sitting there, like, wait, you know you what? Were, it, even if you were like a PA for the yeah. movie. You would be able to just clean money through that. Well, well you, you what know they what? Do there is, is they said low minimums, or they said low maximums. Yeah, probably, but there is so, like there's like gambling for almost anything. Like there was a bet uh, that I heard of what and this is way back. What Prince um, Prince William's son's name is gonna be? Oh my! And the odds are, I think it was like crazy and. I think someone won. Like he put down like a hundred bucks, and he walked away with like I think a hundred thousand or wow. or something Holy like shit. that. Damn. It was crazy. He got it. I, it's like you know what? Anyone can bet on I, anything well, these days. Since, since you're talking about wrestling, we can talk about the greatest the greatest bet that never was fulfilled, which was the um, Miro kicking down the nine eleven sign. So in, in I think it was WrestleMania. 25 or 24 this a guy comes onto reddit onto the r squared circle and says i bet that the song centuries by fall Out boy will be one of the main wrestlemania songs 
And he said he, he believed so hard in the bet that he would get whatever the most upvoted comment was on his post as a tattoo. And one of the greatest. I, I, I would photos. just like to. I just like to audit this statement. This was. Uh, this was WrestleMania 31. Thank you, Ben. Really? Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And and the top the top voted comment on that video is of uh what uh what's, what was his it's, name? It's of it's of Rusev. a wrestler who was a who was like the local evil foreigner type. Yeah, he was like super was kicking analogy. the twin towers. Yeah, it was yeah, it was uh, it was Rusev does 911. Um where his foot and like everyone in the wrestling community desperately wanted this guy to fa- to lose so that he could um actually get this tattoo and you know some people say that he did lost and backed out of it uh mm-hmm. because the the song was never used as one of the main songs of WrestleMania. But no. I think what happened was is that it, w- it was used as part of the Hall of Fame, and that was enough. It's pretty g- close. Yeah, it was, but it wasn't even like a main song. It was just used at the Hall of Fame. But people were like, "All right, that counts. He doesn't have to get the uh, get the tattoo because <laughs> yeah, no one wants him to actually get I a tattoo." Would. Whatever. Well, everyone said the, the real like if if I had an option to live in a world where that guy ended up with that actual tattoo, I'd choose that world to live in. Wait, which we WrestleMania world, was Matt. this? We are in that world. That's why this is so fucked up all the time. <laughs> which WrestleMania did you say, Ben? Thirty one. Thirty one, which oh was right outside gosh. of San Jose. Yeah, next year is forty, and they or no, next year's next year's thirty nine in L A. Okay. Which is going to be great for me. And then the year after that, they just announced this morning, it's going to be in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Oh, my God. Does that sound horrible? Oh, my God. Philly isn't necessarily the most fun. Jeez. WrestleMania. I mean, like, like, it's going to be fun for me because there's a lot of classic wrestling venues i've wanted to go to mm-hmm. but like in terms of having a good experience it's gonna suck because like nothing is next to each other yeah the city's really spread out when I, I was in philly for a music festival and it was like quite the the trek to get anywhere the best place for wrestlemania is new orleans the Ooh. best I can yeah. see i've that. been to every wrestlemania outside of the covid one since wrestlemania 22 in chicago was my first Hell and out yeah. of all those new orleans is the best location because you can walk everywhere the wrestlers mm. are getting pissed drunk on the sidewalk like they have a <laughs> bunch of the old wrestlers oh, who are like yeah. retired now and they're drinking on the sidewalk and you can just like chat with them about stuff i talked to i talked to the pope and i talked to kenny doan from Talk- the Spirit Squad. What? Wow. Yeah. I mean, he had nothing of interest to say, but like I can say that I talked to Kenny from the Spirit Squad, you know? Yeah. You you had <laughs> a true experience there. Yeah. You I know what? The the WrestleMania for me would be six. WrestleMania and that's Hogan six. and Warrior. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. That's when and- th- 
That was like the end of the first golden age of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And no yeah. one no one thought Warrior would come out uh, as so, champion. So do you, do you want to know the the fun little like inside baseball thing? So in if you remember, I know this is a long time ago. But if you remember <laughs> at the end, mm-hmm. Warrior pins Hogan. Mm-hmm. And then Hogan is like, well, I don't... Hogan was the ultimate politician. Yeah. And he goes, I, like, want... I, like, I don't want him to have his moment. Oh. So if you watch back, Hogan immediately gets up and starts pouting and finding the camera and pacing wow. around. When this dude finally wins the he's like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. This is my moment. And then finally at the end, when the music stopped, everyone's got eyes on him. He goes, okay, you can have the title. And he raises his hands. Yay. Oh, yeah. He kind of was reluctant on giving the belt over. Yeah. Which, like, there's a way to do that and not completely overshadow the guy you're trying to make. But those are, like, the subtle things that show a wrestling politician master at play. Did you... Did did you hear Monty about the time Shawn Michaels wrestled Hulk Hogan? No, I didn't even it's, know they fought. It's like okay, well I well I'll I'll watch Atsuo. Like this is Tetsuo. your homework if you can <laughs> Tetsuo. Tetsuo. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Okay, Hogan but versus Michaels. Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 2005. Hulk Hogan has been known as the ultimate politician. Shawn okay. Michaels in the late 90s, was known as the ultimate politician as well. So years go by. 2005, Hulk Hogan's on a legacy run. He's back for a few short months, and Mm -hmm. they're going to have him in a storyline with Shawn Michaels, who since his druggy days got himself cleaned up, reformed, he found God. Great. But the Mm -hmm. ultimate question, who wins in a battle of politics between Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels? Oh, man. Hulk Hogan, originally the deal is Shawn Michaels will beat Hulk Hogan in the first match. Mm-hmm. Hogan will beat Shawn in the second match. Mm-hmm. And then Hogan wins the third in a blow-off because he's going to be the good guy in this, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be the one that comes out looking right. like the good per- good one. We're getting closer to showtime and Hulk Hogan starts finding any excuse possible of to course. change the match for the first match. From Michaels winning to Hogan winning. Shawn Michaels realizes that Hogan's not going to do the other two matches. Hogan just wants his one win and he gets out of here. So Shawn, in his promos leading up to the match, starts getting a little more cutting, a little Mm. more jabby towards Hulk Hogan, talking about how he can't wrestle, how he's old, how he has his replaced hips. And it all comes to a head at SummerSlam. Where Hulk Hogan wrestles Shawn Michaels, and if you want to see someone like wrestle themselves, oh my god! <laughs> is this Hulk is Hogan this the mega flop one? Yes, Hulk okay. Hogan punches Shawn Michaels. Shawn does a backflip, jumps in the air, tumbles over the top rope, and mm-hmm. then acts like he's been shot with a shotgun. It it's is, like yeah. that for twenty minutes. Is Hulk Hogan taps him. Michaels flips over five times. At the end, when he's going for the leg drop, 
He hits Sean with his boot. Yep. Sean hits the ground, stands back up, runs yep. around the ring, and then flops back down onto the ground in a daze. And Hogan just stares at him like, what the fuck? It is one of the best performances I've ever seen by a wrestler. Hogan doesn't do any other matches. Sean comes out the next night and he sandbags the whole thing. He's like, wow, I guess I just couldn't stand up against the ultimate might of Hulkamania. (laughs) And then he just goes on with his life and acts like it never happened. So it's like Uh... Hogan won the battle, but I think historically speaking, Michaels won the war. Oh, you can see for yourself, but won the war. But you have to find the full match because the WWE version has cut out a lot of Sean's oh, chicanery. Okay. I should yeah, check that out. Yeah, you have to find out. like the there's videos where you can see the full thing, and it is one of the most intensely unnecessary and over the top um, performances in wrestling history. Like even even outside of like joke fake matches. Oh, it is okay. it is above the rest. Yeah, yeah no, there's I, a lot I've of watched, things popping up about that match, even the behind the scenes. A, yeah, video. I watched a cereal box wrestle. Yes, and have. like that was not as comedic as seeing Shawn Michaels bump for Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, guys, I know we came today to talk about a cult, but um, I. <laughs> I think we're an hour in and I and I gotta get this edited in the next forty minutes. You know what I think? Oh, wow. I think we successfully created our own cult like experience together. I agree. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we what, talked what we, we talked about everything. <laughs> yeah. Is, we'll call it we'll call it faffing around. Yeah. Or fa- from from zombies to wrestling. <laughs> from from the rock to the rock. <laughs> rock that would to be rock. A good one. Rock to Rock. There we go. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us on Rock to Rock. Uh, Monty, we'd love to have you again in the future. Oh, you know what? I had a lot of fun with you guys. I definitely wouldn't mind. You guys kind of broke me out of my comfort zone, but... I'm, I had a lot of fun talking to you guys. Good. So, we, we're, glad. We, we generally, we're, we're glad. We generally, we're glad. We generally have like bits that we like encapsulate this around. Yeah. Oh, typically, but, uh, typically we, have, we have a little bit more, more structure, but I think, yeah. I think for, for both the fans and for us, this was kind of the perfect episode. We kind of, this hit, is what I needed after the first 12 times weren't the charm. Every uh, every time's the charm for us, Ben. It's especially the fourth try. Hey, because, as long as long as you guys are doing it, you know it's better than not doing it, right? So exactly because you know, Matt. That's... You know, Monty. Sometimes the fourth time's the charm. Good night and good morning. morning.